Not every organization will spend their time developing leaders. And I venture to say that everyone thinks it's a good idea, but most organizations don't do it or don't do it well. And I want to tell you that if you're not currently developing leaders, then first of all, give yourself a break because this task is so unbelievably hard. But if we can figure out how to make it more simple and to effectively develop people, then things get done. We can delegate tasks and jobs and authority, and some of these things can get done without us, which will open our schedules to be able to focus on some of the larger leadership items on our to-do list. Here's reality. If people are developed, then the organization thrives. The future is going to be bright. When development happens, the organization in which you serve will live on for years to come with growth and promotion and natural organizational development. And though it is extremely hard, developing others is critical for the health of your organization. But how? That's the million-dollar question that many people are wrestling with. How? Stay tuned, and I'm going to share more with you. Hey there, I'm Ryan Franklin, and I would love for you to join me every week as we explore leadership topics that will help you get the clarity needed to move your organization forward. Just hit the subscribe button and the bell to get notified as soon as I post a new session. And without any further delay, let's get to our session. A number of years ago, I stepped into a pastoral role at POA. If you're not familiar with it, it's, it's a pretty large church in Louisiana. And though I had been involved in developing leaders and others to some degree all of my life, I suddenly felt the weight of the task even more so on my shoulders. Wow, how do I take a person who I think has leadership potential and get them from point A to point B where they're ready to, to, to lead in some capacity? You see, everyone is a little bit different. No person is the same. They don't have the, the same upbringing. They don't have the same education and resources and experience. So how? And even though I had been focused on growth for myself for for many, many years, I just didn't know what it would take to develop others. And so with my analytical brain, I went on a journey to try to figure it out. And I have to say that the journey was a roller coaster ride, to say the least. It had lots of ups and downs and merry-go-rounds. And in this journey, I saw things come out of me that I didn't even know were there. Bad things, tough things, things I did not like about myself. And I actually developed and grew myself in ways that I never expected. But through that process, I started seeing a vision for what, for what it would take. And I tried some things with people in my church. Some worked, some didn't. I tried some things with pastors and, and business leaders around the country through coaching Some worked, some didn't. But of the things that did work, though everyone is different, 
I started noticing some common patterns, and I started organizing a, a process of development. And that's where the Christian Leader Blueprint came from, from this journey. By the way, you can get that for free on my website at christianleadermadesimple.com. It's an in-depth yet simple model for personal leadership development. There's tons of factors that impact the development of others. But here's, here's one of the biggest, actually the two biggest keys that I see. You have to have a plan or a vision for what you're working towards. And you have to have relationship. You have to make time for those individuals. And you can do it one-on-one or you can do it in small group form, but you must make time for those that you want to develop. There's no way around that. So a plan and time. And the plan is, is so important because you aren't, you aren't just going to haphazardly move into effective development. It's so important to consistently and purposely help an individual see a future that doesn't yet exist. That's vision, seeing a future that doesn't yet exist. And without that vision, you're not going to be motivated to do the hard things that are required. But when you give them a plan, you then can help them with the resources and the tools to take a step and move towards that vision. And the number one greatest resource is your relationship. I can't stress the fact that that doesn't accidentally happen. Intentionality is key. And if you just let it organically happen, you're going to wake up a year or two from now, and the individual that you desired to help grow may be in the same developmental place that they were when you started. On-purpose development of others is key to an organization's success. I want you to listen to Ephesians 4, 11, 16. It's kind of long, but I want to read it anyway because it's really important. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more Christ, uh, children tossed to and fro and carried about with every word of doctrine by the slay of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. It's a powerful passage of Scripture. On-purpose development is what is going to equip these individuals. It's what will mature them and bring them to the fullness of what the Lord has for them. And if you say, well, I don't really have the time to invest. I'm going to push against you a little bit here, and I'm going to tell you that you don't have the time not to invest. And if you desire to move out of this one-dimensional, do-it-yourself life of leadership, then you must invest. You must invest your time now for the gain that's going to come down the road 
a little bit later. It's going to create time for you. Think about this in your, in your life, in your own life as well. Would you stick around and give all of your energy to a leader that you don't know? To a leader that's not willing to spend time with you, that, that you don't have any relationship with, that you don't feel a great level of acceptance and support from? No, you wouldn't. And, and I don't even care how much they pay you. You're not going to stay around for very long. So why would they? And so I want to share with you a few practical tips just to get you moving with developing others. The first tip is identify prospective leaders. Look around your organization. Who's showing a strong work ethic and passion for, for what you're doing? Who's engaged in the values that you represent as an organization? Are you... Uh, as you pray for prospective leaders, who comes to mind? Um, you can even ask around, uh, ask people who they may think are prospective leaders in your organization. Then number two, gather those few. It may just be one. Start with one if you need to, but if it's a few, gather them together and talk to them. Um, either one-on-one or you can do it as a group. Gather and talk about what you're envisioning here. Then number three, develop a plan together. And uh, this will give you both, both vision and strategy to work towards. Here's my suggestion with that. Bring 70% of what you think the plan for development should be. It means you got to have a little forethought. And then together, you're going to develop the remaining 30% with them. And uh, this means that you got to have a little bit of clarity before you meet with them. But you have to give them some, some input. you got to let them give some input as well if they're going to buy into this process with you. So let me give you an example of, of something you could do. You could bring the Christian Leader Blueprint as the primary guide and then let the individuals decide how they're going to unpack it, how often you will come together to talk about these subjects, what subjects will you start with? Let them decide some of those things. Um, somehow you need to give them some input on that process. And then number four, you want to establish a routine time to meet. If you're going to be effective and you're going to see growth, consistency is important. And so your excuses of why you have to cancel, that's not going to fly because that's, that will kill this opportunity that you have with these leaders quicker than anything else. Again, it takes relationships, and relationships, they, they just take time. Also, you'll want to hold them to a higher standard of accountability, to a high standard of accountability. Encourage them not to, ta- to make excuses of missing. And, and you have to talk about that from day one and talk about it often, uh, you don't want to let people off the hook with this. Challenge them to to be there and be there on time. And then the fifth thing, talk talk content, but also go deeper under the surface. Talk about things that are holding them back from progress. Don't, don't be afraid to talk about even emotional things that get in the way. And this is so important to know. Um, you don't have to have all of the answers. That's really important. Most of the time, they have they have the answers within them, 
And so all you have to do is explore these topics with questions. In fact, resist the urge to give advice. Just get curious about what they're talking about and ask questions and and let let their answers kind of drive the direction of your conversation. Don't be afraid to challenge them. If you've got a high potential leader and you don't challenge them, uh, you're probably not they're, they are probably not going to stick around for very long. And then the sixth thing, celebrate the growth progress. Occasionally, you need to step back, you need to look at the growth, even small growth, and you need to, you need to celebrate it at various points in the journey. And that's going to be important if you want to keep the energy and desire to continue to move forward. You know, I actually almost didn't record this session for fear that it would uh, just be too simple in nature. And I had a check in my spirit that as simple as this is, I know that I personally struggle with developing others, and I'm going to bet that most of you struggle with it as well. And so even if this was just a reminder for you, I encourage you. Get out there, find someone, and help develop leaders in your organization. The only way your church or organization is going to be healthy and thriving long into the future is by investing in the development of others, especially potential leaders. And if you resist this aspect of leadership, it'll be detrimental in the long run. But if you will embrace it, it has the potential to drastically impact the future of your organization in a phenomenal way.